Fiddles and Dogs, Becoming More Human and Ancient. There were two sisters came on walking down the stream. Oh, the wind and the rain. The one behind pushed the other one in, crying all oh, the dreadful wind and rain. Johnny Crying all the dreadful wind and rain 
I rarely know what I will write about when I sit down to make these podcast episodes. Sometimes I make notes throughout the month in my calendar so that when I sit down on a Monday to start writing, I have some guides. The notes for today said, Wind and Rain, Outlander, Chicago Jackson Park Sunset, Fiddles and Dogs, I Am Becoming Human slash Ancient. Deciphering these fragments like an auto-archaeologist, I think I can see the shape of something to say. I have been traveling some this last month, and in between, I have had some big life events. Carl turned one, and I had my birthday too, plus a big deadline for our experimental musical in Chicago, hence my skipping of our usual mid-month episode. Now, I'm gratefully back home and able to settle in for a moment. This means I get to sit on my porch while I write this. This means that Carl is banging around next to me, dropping a marrow bone onto my laptop over and over so that I will pay attention to him. This also means that this last weekend, I got to have a fiddle session with another beginner. For this jam, he selected the Skyboat song, which unbeknownst to him is also the theme to the very awesome and very sexy TV show Outlander, of which I am a fan. To hear that tune come out of my own violin was the simplest of pleasures, and as satisfying as any of the flashier things I did this month. I think the violin is especially suited for this kind of pleasure. It is the most human instrument I have yet learned. The sound it produces is so near that of the human voice. You never forget that the bow is made of hair, the strings, gut. The idea is to get the wood to resonate and sing. Without effort at all, it fills a space. For as difficult as it is to play, it has few accessories and is light and small. More than any other instrument I play, it feels like an extension of the person playing it. This is what made me note wind and rain in my pre-pod jotting. I have always loved that old folk tune, first encountering it through the Grateful Dead and Jerry Garcia. The image of the fiddler who comes along the road and makes a fiddle of the dead sister is impossible to forget. A fiddle made of a human, gory as that is, makes perfect sense. Carl loves to sit at my feet while I play violin. He has since he was little, and I was awful. But I'm slowly making strides in my playing, and he still seems to approve. To have a dog sitting at my feet while I played an old instrument like the violin and a tune as old as the Skyboat song unlocks something inside of me. I can feel some part of myself come into alignment, an old, human, ancient alignment. For years, I engaged in the most modern of things, fast travel, internet culture, the relatively recent invention called the music industry, recording, marketing, hustling. It's been fun, but as I sit in my 45th year, I'm hungry for something different. I don't have kids, and I'm not married. Two standard life markers that also serve as links to a common human past that bypasses and soothes the dislocations and distance of modern life. But I do have a dog, and I do sometimes play music for my own enjoyment, or the pleasure of friends in close company. Social music and animal companionship these are also links to long relationships. Hey y'all, it's hard to believe 2022 is almost over. I've just got one more show on the calendar in the foreseeable future, a show in gorgeous Jamestown, Rhode Island on November 19th. Meanwhile, this month, there are productions of Miss You Like Hell in Santa Barbara, California, Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania, and Richmond, Virginia. I am so proud and excited that our show is living on in these communities, so get out and support local theater. 
As always, tickets and details for everything is on the show's page of my website. And finally, a reminder, if you're listening in a podcast app, you can always check out the fully linked version of this essay in the show notes. And don't forget to check out my social media for the accompanying visuals. The other night, I had a one-off gig in Boston. To be honest, it wasn't my favorite scenario. A restaurant with no green room, a staff who could have cared less that there was music, a sparse crowd. But I dressed up and made the best of it. A friend seeing me said, you look fancy, and I declared the motto of my new midlife half-life as a performing musician. The shittier the gig, the better the clothes. I'm telling you, it really helps. I had a great time playing which is the exact result I have been cultivating by performing less and less. When I do, it feels like drugs in a very good way. Afterwards, I got to chat with some very awesome folks who gave their hard-earned money and precious time to come to a show on a Sunday night. I had more or less the same conversation with each of them. First they say, what a great show. Then I say, thank you so much for coming. Then they say, we haven't seen you play in years. You were the soundtrack to our 20s. And I say, that's wonderful. Thank you. How old are you now? To which they reply, 45 or thereabouts. And I laugh and say, same. Then we proceed to talk about how life gets complicated with kids and jobs and partners. And how we are usually in bed at this time of night. I live for these conversations. When we say 45, it comes out like a sigh a kind of song of wonder and resignation, and also pride. Here we are. How did we get here? I suppose that's a perfect description of midlife. Carl has decided to stop dropping his bone on my computer and has settled onto his porch bed. I'm about to get my violin down from its peg and dig in for an afternoon of practice. I am slowly becoming more human and more ancient. P.S. Let me address the last item on my initial list of notes for this episode, Chicago Jackson Park Sunset. As I've mentioned, I'm a fellow at the Gray Center at the University of Chicago this year, making an experimental musical. So fun. I go to Chicago one week a month and have been loving getting to know the South Side. I recently connected some very cool dots. The campus of the university is on land that was also the location for the 1893 World's Columbian Exposition. Often called the White City, the temporary structures and the exposition itself had enormous impact on society, architecture, and popular culture long after the fair closed. On my 2005 album, We Will Become Like Birds, I even wrote a song about the White City, positing that something temporary could be beautiful maybe even more so for its fleeting nature. Raise and be raised, our hands face up and our faces forward. We can fall, but the fall won't hurt us. When I wrote that song, I had no clue that nearly 20 years later, I would be making theater on that very same land, experimenting in new forms and pushing my creative self way, way beyond a three-minute song or a 10-song album. The other night, on my way home from my lab, I pulled over my Divi bike and paused to look at an amazing sunset. The White City lives on. 
right, y'all, that's it for audio this week. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to check out the fun pictures and the fully linked version on my Substack, on my website, links off of social media. Thank you so much. <laughs>